been praying a lot and I've been, you know, getting the word. And, you know, I need to welcome y'all. It's nice. What a nice looking crowd. I see some people that I haven't seen in a while. Just wave at me. I don't know if you know who you are. You're, you're back. Let's see who. Hallelujah. And I think uh, Billy, Billy, uh, Billy Ray's mom's here too. Is it? Let's see. Hallelujah. You know, I, I had in my heart to talk to you believers all the time. And I know they have a hard time understanding all the scriptures. And so today I'm going to teach a, a lesson that's a little hard to understand. So that's why I'm saying that. But, but I, you know, I know that there's a family that sits in the back. I won't mention his name, you know. But uh, he'll testify one of these days. He, he's come to me a couple of times. And uh, one time at my house and one time at the altar saying, I don't understand. I hear all this preaching, but I don't understand, you know. And I, and I really honor him. I love him and for being humble and for saying that, you know. Because a lot of people come and hear and quote the scriptures and they leave but not really understand. Because if they, if they really understood what they heard, their life would totally be drastically changed. I mean, they would, they would walk with a smile on their face and problems would disappear. So that's why, you know, I'm telling you all this, you know. And we have to work, you know. And some take longer. And matter of fact, this person that asked me, he asked me, how long did it take you when, when John Osteen taught you all this? And he thought I was going to say like overnight. No, I said years. You know, that's why, that's why he said come Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night for one year. He knew that I could never understand any of it, you know. It, w it took longer than that, maybe two or three years before I really got it. But when you really get it, that's when you start acting on it. That's when you start saying it. You know, I heard Dr. Paul Amici today, and he was saying a, a message that some people think they can get it in one day, you know, and they fail if they don't. But he said, as great as the Lord, Jesus, as, as great as God is, the creator of heaven and earth, he worked to create the universe. He worked for one day, and he didn't finish. So he worked for two days, and he didn't finish. He worked for three days, and he didn't finish. He worked for four days, and he didn't finish. And then he worked for five days and didn't finish. Then he worked for six days and didn't finish. On the sixth day, he rested on the seventh day. And I said, glory to God. Now, when is our seventh day when we rest? When do we rest? You know, one, one day with, a, with God is like a thousand years for us, you know. I mean, we, we have to work for years to be able to understand. And it takes work. Say it takes work. It, it's not just... Uh, you know, some people some they get saved and go home and they put a preacher's teaching all day long. You walk in their house and they have a, some preacher and then a lot of a little later another preacher, another preacher. You know, John Austin taught me right off the bat not to do that. And so, and, and some people have Christian music all day long, and they think that's what they need, but they don't. They need to work. Say work. What do, what do I mean by work? You need to dig into the scriptures. You need to get by yourself in a room and pray in tongues and pray in the Holy Ghost and show him and tell him to show you the word. That's work. In other words, get in the trenches and work every day. Are you with me? You know, I, I was sitting by myself in this room in a dark room, you know, but, but um, and I was just meditating yesterday. And this scripture is not even on my notes, but I, I, I kept meditating on the scripture, uh, Matthew 6, 33. You hear it all the time. 
And people quote it all the time. Matthew 6, 33. But seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto thee. You know, seek you first. We did not, when, I, when I pray and I, and, and I study, I, I sit down by myself and pray and I meditate. And I try to figure different angles, you know. And I said, seek you first. Have you ever played, have you ever played hide and go seek? Well, you, you seek until you find, right? And then you find. When you have, uh, sometimes I, if we lose our car keys and I, I need to go to work or I need to drive the car, I can't go nowhere. I have to seek for my keys. So what happens when you seek? You find. You see, some people quote the scripture all the time. They seek first. But when seek means that there's got to be a, a finding somewhere in there. Did you listen? So when you find, when I find the keys, now I can start the car. And it says, seek first the kingdom and its righteousness. You know, Now you can start learning and building on that. That's when you start working, once you find righteousness. And when did you find righteousness? When you received Jesus Christ as your Lord. The righteousness of God came in you. When did you find the kingdom? When he came in you. You walk the kingdom within you. When you walk into a place, you can say the kingdom of God is here. You know, I used to seek him, but I found him. But now I built on that foundation. You know? Now I'm ready to, you know, to, to build my blocks, like you said, to build your home one block at a time. Are you with me? So once you get it, if you really understood that the righteousness of God in you, and that means holiness is in you, and if holiness is in you, then you won't allow any unholy thing to get in you or around you, you know, because you are holy. And, and if, if the kingdom is in you, then you can do whatever the kingdom tells you to do. But obedience is the key. Once you know that you're the righteousness of God in Christ, now you open the scriptures to learn, like, once I find the key, I can't just start the car until I have the manual and understand the car. And say, so once you have the kingdom of God in you and the righteousness, now you start opening the word to understand what principles are there and what is going to make me change my life. You're a baby, and you got to drink some milk. Are you with me? And that's why, I, as a teacher, I'll... I like everybody to understand all this, you know. And then the, the first word on, on, on verse 34 says one word. Take no thought. It says you first seek the kingdom of heaven. You, when you find it, then the next thing he tells you, take no thought. Then I was sitting there praying, and we have three little puppies, you know. And uh, they're beautiful little puppies. And every time I sit somewhere, they come and sit right in front of me, all three of them, you know, on the carpet right there. And as I was praying and looking at them, I said, see, this puppy is supposed to sit on, under, the, under the throne of God like this, under his feet. Just sit in front of his feet. And, and guess what? They take no thought. I look at them. They, they know they're going to get fed. You know? They know that Benny uh, and them are going to take care of them. You know? I mean, they're, they're just they're comfortable. But wherever, if I'm sitting there or Jeff's sitting there, they come and sit right under our feet. And, and to me, it looks like that's us. We should sit under Jesus' feet all the time and, ha and take no thought, you know, but just talk to him, pray. Are you understanding me? Say, I am the righteousness of God. I seek it. But some, think, some people think that going to church is what the scripture says. And 
that, yeah, it's, it's fine to choose, you know, put God before the ball games and put God before your parties and put God. That, that's also what it means. But seek, when you seek the kingdom, you, you, I would be frustrated if I couldn't find it, right? Because I'm seeking, where is it? And when is my seven days? Well, my seven days, when I rest, it's going to be when I understand my father, when I understand the word, when I know that I no longer have to run to the altar every time they, they call an altar call or something. And that's not, I'm not meaning that don't come because if you're new, you should come. But once you get to know that you know that you know, then you walk in healed already. You walk in prosperous already. And all the problems you already know because you already understood how to take care of them. Are you with me? And, you know, last, last week I started that. I, told, I talked about building your, your house, your house. Once you have the righteousness of God in you and, and kingdom in you, now you have to build that house in you one block at a time to the point. When do you rest? When your house is completely filled to where any storm that comes cannot blow it down. That's when you can go to sleep and rest. If you haven't got to that point, then there is no rest. You've got to work and work. What do I mean by work? Get in the word. You know, don't just listen to teaching. You yourself get in the, in the word. You lock yourself in a room and you talk to God. And you tell him to every scripture that comes to your mind, ask him to open it up for you. Because you can read the Bible a hundred times and every time you read it, he's going to tell you something else. It's not going to be, okay, that's what I learned everything. No. Every scripture, that scripture meant a lot to me. And when I start meditating, it just it just showed me in pictures how, how that scripture came to life. Are you with me? I, you know, I always believe that I'm teaching new believers. That's why I kind of go like kindergarten. Some of you are already grown, but some of you are still grown. Right? And I see it because I see you every day. And I, and I know when you, when, you, when you have problems, I know that you still need to learn more. Am I with you? Are you with me? Are you ready to receive the good news? Hallelujah. So let's, let's start. Turn your Bible to Hebrews 6, 17, and 18 in the NLT. We got to know him. Say, I got to know my father. Now, when people take an oath, they call on someone greater than themselves to hold them to it. And without any question, that oath is binding. Can you say binding? God also bound himself to an oath so that those who received the promise could be perfectly sure that he would never change his mind. That's something you have to underline. And that's what you study when you're by yourself and you're reading this word all by yourself and you're asking God, what does this mean? Well, it means that he will never change his mind. So what your job is to dig into the word and find his promises. Because if you find his promise, you know that he said he would never change his mind. So God has given both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. That should make you happy. Once you find his promise, that's what I say about work every day. Work to find the promise that you need. And know that God never lies. Right? And once you start building your character like him, you will never lie. Because if you ever lie, it will, con it will you know, condemn you because you have the righteousness of God in you. Are you with me? I mean, even cheating in your past, you know. 
who will condemn you? Nobody's seeing you. Stop by and grab a hand with you on the way. But but what happens inside of you tells you, no, 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 you can't lie. You, you took an oath. And so that's the oath. And you took the oath between you and God, not because someone told you. It's, it's a personal thing. You and God get in the room together and you tell him, this is the place that I'm going to be for you. I'm going to honor the 21 they fed. But I, they, have I been tempted to, to eat something? Of, yes. Because I like to snack, you know. I've been tempted, but I have to talk to myself. No, I cannot lie. I took a note. I got the Holy Spirit, and I'm the righteousness of God. Are you with me? I know, I know I'm stepping on some toes, you know, somewhere. Because God wouldn't have gave me this lesson if it weren't for somebody. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have a great confidence. Say, I can have a great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. His promise. Oh, man, I love it. Do you know his promises? Can you say glory? See, our foundation scriptures for tonight is 2 Corinthians 4, 17 and 18 in the King James. And my title is this, if you take a note, fix your gaze on the things that cannot be seen. That's a hard thing to do for new believers. That's when they come to me and say, like, I don't understand. How can I see what I don't see? When John Nostin told me that, look at yourself and say this, I have this and I have that and I have, I couldn't believe him. I mean, what do you, how can I say it? To me, that thing, I'm lying. But no, because once you get the kingdom of God in you, now your vocabulary changes. Now your, your, the, everything changes. You have to be obedient. I had to humble myself like a little kid and just believe him and repeat after him until my house was built enough where I finally got it. And the day I finally got it, then it was there. And I got it. I got it now. So in 2 Corinthians uh, 4, it says, For our light affliction, say light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not, say not, at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. That scripture right there, it takes work for you to dig into it and sit down in a room by yourself and ask God to reveal this to you. What actually do you mean? You know, how many here have experienced light afflictions? All of us, right? And and a light affliction is a distress, an anguish, a hurt, a misery. Some of you are experiencing that tonight. A hurt, a mystery. You're, you're, you've heard all day today. Something happened to you that wasn't good. And the Holy Spirit knows that you need to hear this. The NLT version says, for our present troubles are small. Let's read it in the NLT. The NLT says, for our present troubles are small and won't last very long. You have to believe that God's word is true. So if he said it won't be Less very long, then hey, get happy. Whatever I'm going through right now, it won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles that we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. So we have to train ourselves to see the unseen. 
And it's not easy for new believers to look at that. Like I said, it took me a few years to understand what that meant and to start seeing my bank account full, to start seeing. We hear the word all the time, you know, you will be this and you will be that, but but that's not that easy. You have to see it now, not will be. It has to be today. Faith is now. It's imminent. Not tomorrow. If your bank account is full, it has to be today. But you have to see it because God sees it now. He saw you already in where you're going to be that you hadn't even seen yourself yet. When he says, I have not seen and ear has not heard the wonderful things that God has for you, he's already saw you there. Now we have to learn the way he thinks and see ourselves there. When, when, when my teacher told me, say, I have plenty of money in the bank, I had no money. But, but of course, he taught me how to tithe and give right off the bat. Because he said, if you don't tithe, then all bets are off. So I, I learned that right off the bat, an offering. That's how the church was built, you know. We, we gave offerings, you know. We, we gave pledges, you know. I mean, we got, we got to the point where we could pledge thousands of dollars from, from coming in broke. How? Because he taught us that that was the key. And I believed him. Are you with me? Are you hearing me? Your present troubles, which is for a moment. <coughs> and the NLT says, one lasts very long. Do you, do you believe God? So pay close attention to this line in the King James, which is but for a moment. Worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Who knows what that means? When you first start reading the Bible, it's hard to understand, right? So what does that mean? Think about it. Our affliction, our troubles, which is in the eyes of God or light, to us they are big and heavy. But, it, but if you could understand that they are working for you, like in all things work together for good, see? All things work together for good. Whatever you're going through, no matter what you're going through today, it's going to be good. Because why? Because God promised it and he never lies. He said, all things work together to those that love him. Do you love him? Yeah. And are called according. Are you called? Yeah. So that means that whatever you're going through right now, it's going to turn for good. And that's what keeps you going and smiling and being peaceful. Because he taught us that. As a teacher, I have to assume that some might not know what that means. So I teach. Can I teach you tonight? So let's read eight, uh, Romans 8.28. And we know that all, so everybody say all. <laughs> all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are called according to his purpose. And I know I love God. Do you love God? And he never lies. So that means to whatever you came in with, it's small and it's going to turn into good. Why? Because you're born again, you're a son of, and a daughter of God, and he never lies. And he told you that all things will be better. All things. That's the key. Keep saying all things. Think about it. All things. See, the, the key word in 2 Corinthians 4.17 is weight or weigh. The dictionary uh, Meaning of weight is to measure a definite quantity in a scale or to heave up. Weight of glory. Glory, a state of great gratification, a height of prosperity. Can you say amen? The splendor and the happiness of heaven's dis distinction, honor, and kudos. 
of troubles that are in a scale. So if your troubles are weighed or you think they're great, picture this. Put them on a scale. Like when you step on a scale and it goes 200 pounds, so see your, your troubles, put them on a scale. And if they're heavy, they go up to heaven with a, a much higher greatness of glory that you're going to get. So that means, man, I'm, there are, that's what he said. So if I have any troubles, I just throw them on a scale. The greater the trouble, the higher they go. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Are you listening, born-again citizens? We are told not to look at the troubles that we can see now. In other words, if you're looking only at the seen things of the natural, then the affliction will not work an exceeding weight of glory. So you lost out on that one. Did you get it? It would only work while we are looking at the things which are not seen. Practice that. See what you're believing for and see it already there and thank him. That's what you do when you sit down by yourself in the room with God. Thank you for, I see it now. I see that I'm here and I see that I'm there. I see that I have this and I see that I have my marriage is fixed. I see my husband sitting in church with me. I mean, a lot of our leaders that are here went through this, the same teaching, and they started talking like this, and their husbands are here with them. They're leaders now in our church. See, so this, this I've been teaching this for a long time. Like, see him there here. If you're, if you're lacking funds, whatever it is, see it already there, and, say, and thank God for it. The reason, or maybe I should say the problem for most believers is the fact that we live in a world of the natural, and we rub shoulders with the physical every day until the unseen realm seems unreal. Some actually get to the point where they do not believe the unseen actually exists. You keep telling them, and they don't understand. What do you mean? I don't see anything. Well, you have to have faith. You have to believe. Become humble. Become like a little child. Believe somebody. If you don't believe the word of God, believe your teacher. I believed my teacher before I believed the word. I read the word, but I didn't understand the word. I had to believe him. And he was like my teacher, my mentor. And if he said, say this, I said it. And one day, I got it. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. And boom, I got it. It just opened up. I said, I understand now. I understand what he told me. I understand what God said. One block at a time. You build your house one block at a time so they won't come down. And, and building a house or building a temple takes work. One day, next day, next day, next day, until you can rest once you know your house will never fall. Some of us that have been serving God for years, I can tell you flat out that my house will never fall. I don't care what kind of storm hits me, it will never fall. It will stay still. It's been standing for years. Thank you, my father. Are you learning tonight? Ask the Holy Spirit to turn tonight's lesson into a revelation for you. Ignorance is not an excuse for us anymore. The ignorance of the kingdom principles have kept us from knowing that God sees the unseen. The scene has become so real to some, especially some Christians, that they are tempted to forget about the unseen. Every time you talk about things that are today, if you talk with your husband or your wife about, hey, we have this and we like this and we're hurting here and we're hurting that, you're just 
can't, you're just stealing from yourself. Because that's not what God said. Especially at home, you got to tell each other, do you see it? I see it. We have it. Do you see it? It's there. It's there, dear. And what you see is temporary. But what you don't see is going to be forever. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Some people are tempted to forget that. Would you believe God's word tonight? He tells us to look not or don't look at the things that are seen. Some would ask, how in the world can we look at something we can't see? Ooh, that's what I used to ask. See, that's why, that's why humbleness is so important. Humble yourself to believe what, you, what your teacher is teaching you. Are you teachable? See, that's why you come to a teacher's place where you can believe the teacher. And say, I'm doing it because he taught me, but I want to know for real. And you will know if you, t- if you start to, like I said, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. And one day it's going to hit you and you're going to just say, I got it. Today I heard the truth. God knows you're listening. See, Paul's talking about unseen principles. Can you say principles? The principles of God's word, which are actually spiritual laws. That's the way they, he thinks in heaven. He's telling us how the kingdom of heaven does things. It's a law. And because we're citizens, we can follow that law. Are you with me? Can you see gravity? Hmm? Nobody sees gravity? But it's there. Throw something up and it'll come back down. Say, I don't believe gravity. What? Throw your Bible in the air and see if it stays up there. Right? It's unseen by your senses, but are seen by the Spirit. God saw gravity. He created it. These are eternal forces which always work when we set them in, uh, in motion. Are you listening? The key phrase is when we set them in motion. You have to set them in motion. They're not going to happen automatically. You have to start confessing the word. You have to start thanking him for things that you don't see. You have to call yourself healed when you don't feel it. You have to call yourself wealthy when you're broke. You have to do that because God is not a man that he will lie. If he said it, he will do it. So who sets them in motion? Say we. Say I. Notice that the Apostle Paul said in the NLT, for our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet, everybody say yet. They produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. Can you imagine how great God is? He took our troubles, and he's going to make a great thing out of the troubles. Why? Because you put up with the troubles and still praise him while the troubles. See, that's what, that's what moves God. You are not crying and feeling sorry for yourself. You were actually praising him in the midst of all your troubles. And he is not a man that he will allow that to happen. You are, he loves you. So he's going to give you what he said he was going to give you. All you got to do is find the promises and confess it and thank him for it. Hallelujah. For us, a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. The eye of faith pleases God. Faith sees the unseen. Can you say amen? That's what faith is. Faith is seeing the unseen. I got to repeat myself 
In the King James, it says, for our affliction is light. Say, my affliction is light. And it works for me a more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. And it only works while I look not at the problem. That's his message. You came looking at the problem, leave looking at the answer. But you have to look at the answer just as real as you saw your problem. And you have to thank him for it. Are you with me? Remember last week on an ingredient of the character of God was contentment. But once we know that we can be content where we are, why are you content if you're in trouble? Because you saw the answer already. And because you see exactly what you are asking God for, how can you not be content? Are you with me? When John Osteen, I, th- I use that same expression over and over. He, when he told me, your, your house is paid for, your car is paid for, you have plenty of money in the bank. Once I start seeing that, how could I not be content? I was happy. I see it now. Just like when you take, tell your babies things, they believe you. They don't argue with you. They believe you. You say, you, I'm going to give you this. Okay, thank you, Dad. They already received it. Are you with me? We know that we can be contained where we are, knowing that our, affliction are, our, our afflictions are working for us. We must, repeat after me, we must shift over into the realm of spiritual law and begin to look at things which are not seen with our natural eyes. Are you with me? We look at the things which are not seen with the eye of faith. So listen closely. There's a very fine line separating receiving God's promises and not receiving God's promises. Very fine. I've seen some people that receive it and some people that are in church for a long time and they still haven't received it. Very fine line. Are you listening? Notice what Paul said and also notice what Paul did not say. In 2 Corinthians 4.17, he said, all afflictions will work for a far exceeding weight of glory. Then verse 18 says, while we look not at the things which are seen. So take note, verse 17 is for us after we do verse 18. Who got it? Did you get it? While we look not, that's when they work for us. How many people are going to start looking not at the problem? How many is going to start looking at the answer with the eye of faith? That's just like if you have it today. Ask yourself this question. What are the things which are not seen? So let me give you an example. We can use a marriage, you know. You see your marriage in, in trouble, but you don't see your ma- a happy marriage. Well, start confessing the happy marriage. Say, I have a happy marriage in the face of an ugly marriage. And it will change because God said he would. Or a family sickness. Or your finances. Your car note is due. Or, you have, or your house note is due. And you look at your bank statement and it is in the red. And red's not good, right? Red's only good in the Bible. That's Jesus' words. Right? So the things that, is, that are not seen, it's, it's not seen, a, it's, it's a great balance with enough to meet your payment that are due. You don't see that. The things that, are, uh, that, that is seen is lack of funds. Are you with me? I learned all this by listening to my, my mentor, John Osteen. He told me to say what I did not see. 
which I needed. I needed a wife at that time. And I started seeing my future wife and calling it in. I was still saying I have it. And she's, and I started seeing all the qualities of a godly woman, a sweet, beautiful woman. And I even said, and she's beautiful. And boom, she came in all of a sudden. And I confessed her in, and all of a sudden, one day she walked down the hall. I didn't go look for her. I didn't date. I just worked, and she walked into my shop. Just like I had confessed her. Just like John Olson told me to say. And then I ran to him and told him, she came, she came. He was not surprised. He knew we were both. He told me, confess it. So stop seeing your lack of fun or a poor marriage. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Every time I think of this lesson, I think of Mara. Because Mara used to come to church by herself, man. And we're so, she used to hear the same lessons we're hearing now. And she started confessing. And Rand was sitting right here with me, going home and saying, she didn't, she didn't beg, Rand. She just said, I see him already there. All right, Mom? Hallelujah. Come and tell him that. I'm coming. Thank you. I, you remember better than I remember. Yes, thank you, Pastor Mark. Um, well, of course, when you, like he said, when you see the things that, that you don't see, but in the eyes of, in the, in the God, how God sees him, I need to see him, and I have to sit here just like you are and learn these principles as a, as a believer. And when I begin to activate that, that word that was taught to me and, and, and begin to uh, speak, my husband's going to be one day next to me, you know. But I never did. One thing that I have to share this, I never compromised, you know. I'll, I did tell him. You know, because I always, I was told that if he's not keeping me from going to church, I'm good. You know, and so I, I, I did tell my husband, I'm gonna go to church with you or without you. You know, with you or without you, I'm gonna be there all the time, and I did. But he always thought, oh, she always says that, and she never does it. So you know, I had to become an action, you know, of my, of my word. You know, so I began to activate that faith and begin to see my husband as the man, the godly man that God sees him. See, God sees you as, a, as, as what he created you to be. You know, it's the enemy that takes you away from what God had designed you, that person to be. And so I began to uh, see my husband. And look at him. It's been, what, Ray, 17 years already? Not, never turning back. You know, I, I, you know, even though I wanted to give up because it was years, it seems like it was getting worse before it got better. You know, and you, you know, the enemy knows your weakness, so he tries to, like, poke you in your weakness area. But you have to be ahead of those weakness and begin to proclaim God's, God's word and over your, your whatever situation, either the finances, because our finances were horrible. You know, everything was red. You know, they were going to, uh, we were going to lose our house. We, you know, they picked up my car. You know, my husband was not, I mean, I'm not trying to throw him in the bus, but back then he didn't. He not he's not that person anymore. But back then, you know, he he would go out and spend all the money and and he was a negative all the time. But 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 I said, what's the worst thing that that can happen? Lose everything? I have I, I have the the best car. It's like am I, uh, what what's the worst thing that I can lose a house? Was it materialistic? What is it? You know, that's never gonna change how I feel about my heavenly father. So I pressed in. The doors were open. I was there sitting down, and I took everything. 
And I just did not take everything, you know. I went back home, and there he goes. He will pick on me. You know, it's like the enemy knew, you know. But you know what? I just, I learned, walk away. If there's a situation rising up, walk away. You know, it's, what am I going to win, a medal? You know, because I, I, I can, you know, back then I, I used to fight with him. And, you know, I can, I can be very verbally abusive as he can with me, you know. But what is that going to do? Nothing. So I began to activate what the word, uh, what I was being taught and, and began to re- remove myself. And, you know, you want to act like a fool, act like a fool, you know. But I was not going to place myself in a position where, you know, the enemy was just trying to steal, kill, and destroy. And what I was believing for, if I was truly believe that God can do it, you know, then I had to act like he already did it. So I, I, I began to see him. I began to activate the word. And, you know, I went to sleep got up, went to sleep, got up, went to sleep. And one day, the Lord used my daughter, uh, six years, she was, what, three years old at that time. And she said, Daddy, you need to come to church. I couldn't even tell him. He's like, are you making him tell you to come to church? Are you sending her to go and wake me up? And he will get, I said, believe whatever you want. I mean, you can tell her no. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to. But he did it for her, for them. His kids were everything to him, you know. And so he got up, and little by little, you know what I mean, he will come. And every Sunday morning, he, he would come to beside his bed when we were getting ready. Are you going to come to church with us, Daddy? Are you going to come? I mean, I mean, little things like that, you know. And look at him now, you know. So don't ever lose hope. Because if he's not going to use you, he's gonna, he can use a 3-year-old, a 2-year-old. He can use somebody else. To be able to uh, bring that manifestation down, you know, heaven to earth, right? Heaven to earth. I know someone needed to hear that. Because you see them as leaders and you think, well, they never, they have never experienced what I experienced. No, they did. I remember. We were teaching on finances during that time. You know, God should. And, uh, and uh, a lot of our leaders were in financial problems, you know. And Ram, come and defend yourself, man. Equal time, you know. And he he didn't even like me. He's like, he thought he thought I was the one making her cry when she got home. I I love you now, Pastor. Uh, I'll do anything for Pastor. He knows that. But uh, man, you know, it just it, it, you, uh, that old man is dead, right? It's like I, I, me and my wife, we play around and we argue. Now, I'm, when we do fuss, it's not even no arguments, right? It's like. And, and and I say, man, I don't know who you're talking about. That man died, right? When she when she tries to bring something up, right? And it's like, hey, it's y'all's fault. Y'all wanted me to learn the word, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back with the word on everything. But uh, man, you know, God is so good. You know, as I as she was sharing, you know, I'm thinking like, man, you know, we, we were so lost. You know how the enemy, the Bible talks about, he blinds he blinds the minds, right? He blinds the eyes of the unbeliever because he doesn't want you to see that we can have the perfect marriage and. And you don't have to be in debt, and 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 you don't have to walk around lost, and 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 always wondering, you know, about, you know, you you hear you hear the minister, you hear him saying this and saying that, and you sitting there thinking like, man, you don't know what I'm going through, you don't know you don't know anything I'm going through because that was my attitude, you know, it's like, man, you don't know anything I'm going through. You saying this and saying that, and and saying, oh, you can receive this and you can be blessed and you can have this and and you can have that and and, and like a magic wand. You know, you get to thinking that, and it's like, man, you know, but 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 it's only it's it's only the enemy trying to deceive you, thinking that 
that, 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 that that's how it works, like a magic wand. But, but he just got through reading scriptures. He says, you know, one thing that I learned, it's like Pastor said, it's not going to happen overnight. You know, for me, when I started coming, I, I finally started coming, right? I gave, my life in, I gave my life to Christ in 2007, faithfully. No more missing around, no more in and out. You know, the Bible, I started reading scriptures. I started getting in. I started falling in love, falling in love with Jesus. Amen. So the problem was it's like I understood that, man, you know what? It, it, it has to, I would tell myself it has to be something more to life than, than just going out, partying, and in and out of jail, you know, messing around. And, 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 and there has to be more to life. You know, what is it? And, and I remember the Lord telling me that there is, but if you don't ever give your life fully to me, you'll never know it. And, and so the thing was, I started getting in the word, and it was hard. I, I, it was hard. I even told my wife, I was like, man, I don't understand all this, man. Is a, yeah, I, I, know, I know I need something, but I don't know this Jerusalem and this Hebrew, and what does that have to do with my life right now? You know, and, and I would say that, and, 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 and I remember the Lord saying, like, man, you need, the, you need the Holy Spirit to open your eyes and to reveal the word to you when you read it. So when you read the word, tell the Holy Spirit, say, man, Lord, Holy Spirit, help me understand. Give me an understanding. Because I, you can read and read and read, and you can hear messages like Pastor said. You can hear messages all day long, all day long, all day long. But if you don't get an understanding, then it does nothing. It means nothing. The Bible says in all you're getting, get understanding. So even, even when you come sit here, you know, I remember I would take, even if it was wrong scripture that Pastor shared, Said, man, I'm going to go study this. I'm going to go eat this. I'm going to go study this and figure out what it means, right? Highlight it. And, you know, my first Bible, it was all highlighted. Everything was good, right? It was like, man, everything. But, but, but you know how it is when you start falling in love with Christ. It's like, man, the revelation starts to come and God gives you, opens your mind to, he starts to, you start to, he opens your eyes and you start to see everything different. You know, and, and the Bible says that, that, that the, way, the way what happens is because, like Pastor said earlier, all things work for the good for those that love Christ. It all starts with love. You know, it's all going to start to love. Even with my wife, how did it start changing? Because she started to show love that, that I had never, we, we, I didn't understand, you know. I grew, up, I, I grew up pretty much on my own. So I didn't understand how to be a dad, how to be a husband, how to be this, how to be that. That's why I had to come sit down and learn. And so when she starts showing me love and we ain't fighting no more, I'm starting to think like, man, what's going on? You know, we ain't fighting no more. You know, is she missing around with me at this church or who's over there, you know? And, and she would come home crying like from pastor's class. She would come home crying and and I'll and, 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 and I'll be peeping out the blinds at the house, you know, and, and, and I see her in the car and she don't get off the car for like 30 minutes, 45 minutes. I'm like, man, what the heck, man? You know, it's like what's really going on? And then I see you know, so I walk outside, bang on the window. It's like, what happened? You know, and she just, she, she didn't even roll the window down. She just looked at me and like, she just looked at me and, you know, but 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 I know she was in the word, right? She was, she, it, it was happening. She was falling in love with Jesus more than anything. Because if anything was going to change, it was going to have to, it was only going to be Jesus. Amen? And so the thing was, it's like, man, when I pray, and for me, it didn't happen overnight, but but because it was, it, 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 it took me over a year to really start getting into it and falling in love with Jesus. And he opened my eyes. And after that, it was like, man, I, I'm off and running now. Now every time Pastor Sandy ministered, Pastor Jesse ministered, you know, I, 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 wanted, I wanted to be the best student. That's why even now, it's like, man, I don't, I don't care how long I've been in. I, and even Pastor, he, sit, he still sits here in front of Pastor Sandy or, or vice versa. It's like, man, ain't none of us going to ever arrive, you know. And it's like, 
some of the ministers that we hear, they're 60 year anniversary, 70 year anniversary. I'm like, and then they say, man, I still don't know anything. I'm still learning. So, man, it, it, it's like, man, well, how much do we know? Nothing. Where does that leave me? I'm still a baby. You know what I mean? But only Jesus. Amen. So, and, and so that's why when people come here and you're going through marriage problems or you're going through finance problems, you're going through this. And I know it's tough. I know it is because I've been there. And so the thing is, but 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 I look. I'm looking at it. I'm not looking at your situation in the natural. You may be talking to me, and I'm not looking at it in the natural. I'm looking at it in the supernatural realm already. I'm already looking past that. I'm already thinking, man. If if you only allow God to start working in this marriage, pretty soon you're gonna be ministering to married couples. If you only allow God to start working in this, pretty soon you're gonna be financially debt free, right? Whatever it is. But you have to see it through the eyes of faith, like 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 Pastor said. It's like man, it's like, you know, it's like, get out of the natural, you know, get out of the natural because that's how we lived all our lives. Start looking in the supernatural realm and start believing God by faith. You know, it's like man, it's like, I know it's done. I know it's done. You know, I know it's done. It's like it's like my wife. The letter I told y'all that she that she wrote. She had wrote a letter in 2004, telling the Lord, like man, Lord, I give him to you. I don't know what I don't know what I'm. I don't. I can't handle him. He's yours. Uh, uh, uh. This is in 2004. And then she said, but I know he's going to be serving you one day. He's going to be, he, he's the head, not the tail. He's above and not beneath. And, and this is in 2004. Understand, I didn't give my life to Christ till 2007. So she was already writing this and believing this and going to God and, 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 and confessing this out of her mouth three years before that. Amen. So, hey, stand, don't give up. Continue to believe by faith and, hey. Your miracles, your miracle will happen. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, one thing that Ram just said that stands out, he took a scripture and went home and dissected it. That's what I'm talking about. You take a scripture that you put on your notes tonight and go home, lock yourself in a room, get out of the distractions and go over that scripture, read it one time and then memorize it and then start saying it in your mind, that scripture. Say it over and over and over and see and then talk to the Holy Spirit and see what things come to you. Because once you do that, then he's going to open that scripture to you. And it could be something that, that I didn't say at all. You just ask him, you tell me what I need from that scripture and he will. Are you with me? So let me expound on what Paul said. He said that the pressure will work for us an exceeding eternal weight of glory if, everybody said if, we look if we look at the things that are not seen, are you taking notes? So stop looking at what you see now and see it the un unseen. It is, and it is actually the looking at the unseen that brings the glory, not the pressure of the affliction. Are you with me? Do you understand that? So it's not the affliction that brings the glory. It's the, it's the actually looking at the unseen that brings the glory. You look at something that's not happening. That's what brings the glory. Are you understanding me? If not, let's think about it for a minute. Let's go back to God's word. Turn to Philippians 4.8 in the King James. It says, finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, Think on these things. Are you with me? You have to obey God. He said, think on these things. Don't think in your affliction because your affliction is not good. What you're going through, the lack of funds is not good. A, a bad marriage is not good. 
So think on good things. Replace them with good things. So look on, uh, he said, or look on this. Afflictions are the opposite of, what, of whatsoever things are lovely, right? Or, whatsoever, or a good report. So let's read it in the message. Summing it all up, friends, I'll say you do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, com com compelling, precious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. Put into practice what you learned from me, what you heard and saw and realized. Do that and God, underline this, and God who makes everything work together will work, will work you into his most excellent harmony. Did you hear that? God will do it. So let me break it down a little more in everyday language. Get your minds off our get your minds or our thoughts off, stay off the problem and begin to think of things that are not seen. See yourself free of any need and overflowing with good things. Are you getting it? Our minds think in pictures. Did you know that? So let me give you a test. I say I have a black dog. Or just say black dog. And what do you see? Hope you saw a black dog, not a white dog, right? <laughs> when you're very hungry and I say, let's go get a double meat burger, right, like tonight, <laughs> a big burger, <laughs> Faith sees that unseen, right? You're already seeing that big burger. God does exactly what he, tell, what he tells, teaches us to do. Look at, look at 1 Corinthians 27, 28, the King James. But God had chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of this world to confound the things which are mighty. And base things or bottom things of the world uh, and the things which are despised has God chosen. Yeah, the things which are not to bring to, to, bring to nothing the things that are. Did you hear me? He took us from the bottom and he puts us on the top. Now let's read it in the, in the Amplified. No, for God selected, deliberately shows what is in the world is foolish and put the wise to shame and who the world calls weak to put the strong to shame. And God also selected, deliberately shows what is the world is lowborn and insignificant and branded and treated with contempt, even the things that are nothing, that he might dispose and bring to nothing the things that are. Are you with me? What world, man, he called brilliant thinkers and calls them fools. Man, I love that scripture because I always say hallelujah. You know, he chose me. You know, he tells us to do the, uh, exactly what he tells us to do. God has chosen things that are not to bring to nothing the things that are. Please take no, take me, please uh, take, that, take go down that. That, and tell me that you understand in this message. Are you understanding? Because if we can really understand, our lives will change. I mean, just drastically change. How, how you can see, you can see why humbleness is the foundation. Because you have to be humble. You have to humble yourself to start calling things that are not as though they are, like a little baby. When you understand this lesson, 
and you start seeing the promises instead of, of the problems, then you will walk praising him and smile on your face and thanking him everywhere you go. God is simply talking about things that are not revealed to the senses. I daily meditate and always think on how great God is and how much he loves me. He chose me. Did you hear me? He chose me, the biggest uneducated fool, arrogant. I thought I knew everything. But as I got older, I really, really see now how he brought me out of what the physical senses call never have seen to where I am today. Words can't describe my gratitude. Thank you, Jesus, for putting the right teachers in front of me. Think about this. When I say eyes have not seen and ears have not heard the wonderful things that God has for you, well, back when I got saved and back when I was lost, they said that to me in a prophecy. And I had not seen. Today, I see what they were talking about. I had not seen and ears had not heard the wonderful things that I have today and the peace that I have today. Human senses would have never picked me. Did you hear that? That's why I praise him all the time. Because if I'd have left a human to pick me, I would have been the last one he chose. To stand here before you, teaching you. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. And I praise you, Father. Now I want you to see yourself and start saying, God chose me to do great and mighty things. Say he chose me based on the unseen and saw a conqueror in me. And today, I see myself as more than a conqueror. He saw a priest and a king, while all I saw was a defeated person. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. Hallelujah. Praise him daily for that. Look in the mirror and says he chose me. God, the creator of heaven and earth, chose me. So I should get in a room by myself and thank him, praise him. And pick and open the word and read it and let him talk to me every day. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. He underlined those two words, not seen. The evidence of not seen. So if faith sees what, you, what nobody else can see. And, and, what, and what do you see? The promises of God because he never lies. Now, in the Amplified, now faith is the assurance, the title deed, the confirmation of the thing hoped and, div and divinely guaranteed. Did you hear that? Divinely guaranteed and the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of the reality. Faith comprehends as facts, say as facts, that cannot be experienced by the physical senses. So it's a fact that you have that you're believing for because God does not lie. If he promised it to you, he will deliver it. God saw you in a place that our natural eye could not see. If he got it, your glory. So thank you, Jesus. He chose you to bring to nothing the things that are. Meditate on that tonight. Murmur to yourself. And suddenly, say suddenly, your understanding is going to hit you. Just like what Ram said, all of a sudden he understood. Maybe a year later, but he understood. And if you got it tonight, you can testify tonight. If not, next week testify and you go home 
and stay in a room by yourself and she'll tell us what you got because she will talk to you. So if the worship team comes up, start close this in. We are to destroy the works of the devil which are seen and to show the world God's love and faith which cannot be seen but are very real. Are you hearing me? We are the ones that have to show the world. Can you say amen? Let God show let God show off in you. One more nugget. As born again citizens of heaven and members of a great local church, we can change the scene by believing God. Say, I believe God. Believe in his word, just like Abraham. So in closing, let me read Romans 4, 16 and 17 in the King James and in the NLT. I'll give you time to get there. Therefore, it is of faith. Say, it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end of promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that which is of faith of Abraham, who is the father of all of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations before him who he believed, even God, who quickened the dead and called those things which be not as though they were. God did that. And the, and the NLT says, so the promise is received by faith. It is given uh, it is given as a free gift, and we are all certain to receive it. Whether or not we live according to the law of Moses, if we have faith like Abraham, for Abraham is the father of all who believe. That is what the scripture means when, when God told him, I have made you the father of many nations. This happens because Abraham believed and in the God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. Did you hear me? He told Abraham that he was seeing the father of many nations when Abraham didn't even have kids. Are you with me? And now Abraham saw the unseen. And today here we are. Say, here I am, the seed of Abraham. Who heard the saying that man, that man has blind faith? Have you ever heard that? Well, that's no such thing. In blind faith, faith always sees, and faith always knows. Abraham called the things that we are not until they manifested in the now. Can you say amen? We are standing here now as seeds of Abraham. Romans 4:18, who might against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken. Notice, take this home with you. According to that which was spoken. Don't consider your weakness or your lack. Speak what you are believing for, what you believe in God for. Speak it. I see it. I see it. I got it. Say that. Faith is now. Say, I see it with my eyes of faith. And watch it manifest now. Who got something? Who, who can come up and tell me what you got? I haven't asked that question yet. If you got something, you should know what you got tonight. Come on, jump up here. Oh, y'all are tricky. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, there's somebody coming. 